You know what the round table needs, though, to make it even better? Mm -hmm. A lazy Susan. <laughs> so true. Yes, so I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs> I've been watching Merlin videos all morning instead of actually doing my day job. Um, <laughs> which my life. Tell, yeah. <laughs> um, just checking in. How how is everything over in down under? Um, how's the weather and everything? <laughs> it's it's good. It's, it's cold as uh as crap. It's so cold right now. So oh, it's winter with you, where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget you so, guys have like opposite seasons. Yeah, I literally yeah. didn't leave the house today because I was like, mm -mm, it's too cold for that. <laughs> that is yeah, the other day my my flatmate was like, what if we what if we watch Christmas movies right now? And I was like. Are you crazy? No, that would like ruin the magic. You can't watch Christmas movies all year long. It's just like it's Christmas somewhere. It's Christmas in in Australia, and I was like, it's not how Christmas works. Yeah, sure, that can be how Christmas works. I mean, it's decidedly yeah. not, but <laughs> no, I no, think Christmas starts on November first. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Or you know, well, after a little earlier night. if you feel like it. Yeah. yeah. If you're feeling spicy, just have a little bit yeah. earlier Christmas. <laughs> God, May, would you like to do the first part of the, the introduction? Oh, God, sure. Um, yeah. I'll do it out of from memory just to show you because last yeah. time you didn't I have what the it was. script and you forgot. <laughs> and I know it by heart. I can do it without the script. All right, we're not all professionals here, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Something Queer is Happening Here, where we discuss queer subtext in literature and media because why bury your gaze when you can dig them up? Okay, we have a guest today, yes. as you probably yes. just heard. Right, everybody, um, say hello to TJ. Um, I'm very excited. I've been excited about interviewing her for a long, long time. Um, so I found TJ on TikTok um, because she was making some posts about rewriting Merlin. And as you probably guessed from the number of Merlin episodes we've had so far, uh, we're quite big fans of it. So having someone rewrite Merlin and then make it gayer, was really exciting especially because from what I could tell from the TikToks you'd pretty much rewritten it all like 300,000 words so that was quite a lot yeah yeah <laughs> I it is very impressive um, <laughs> and asked if she'd want to want to chat with us about Martha and her work and she said yes and it's very exciting <laughs> yeah so TJ would you like to introduce yourself to the audience yeah so um hi I'm TJ <laughs> uh I <laughs> I'm a writer, yeah, obviously, um, as Drew said, and I have been slowly posting um, a complete rewrite of BBC's Merlin, um, which is a lot of fun uh, and is a very intimidating project that I did not know I was going to be taking on, but it's it's great. It's one of my favourite things. Um, yeah. I'm also an artist. I draw a lot as well. So, yeah, that's basically me. Um, do you have any um, like apps you want to drop for people to look at your art and your writing? Uh, yeah, I'm at Crystal Skies on Tumblr and Twitter, but the, it's an I instead of an L, so that's confusing as hell. But okay, like, we'll put it in the link in the yeah, description. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or TJ McCarg on Ao3. Yeah, which is Brilliant. how you can find it. It sounds amazing. I think Drew, have you read it? Yes, I was rereading it last night. Um, what's yeah. been released so far? Um, and I'm like. <laughs> it makes you know when you read a fic and it just like makes you I was also reading it at 2am so it's it's one of those fics it's just <laughs> oh it's so sweet there was I was rereading the 
going off on a tangent already, the Poison Chalice uh, chapter. Yeah. Where uh, Nimue tries to flirt with Merlin. And I just love how you make Merlin so gay. And he's like, ah, I'm not I'm not into this. And she's like, oh, I'm being really flirty. And he's like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> I love that scene. You didn't. It sounds so good. And for Anthony, I haven't read it because I have to read a lot of books for a living. So I don't really have time for Totally get at the that. moment, but um, <laughs> I'll definitely keep it in mind next time I have time to read anything other than a bunch of audiobooks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so TJ, we have a few few questions for you. Um, so, yes, cool. I <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals here. We've been making podcasts for multiple years, as you can not tell. <laughs> uh, your favorite gay subtext character. Or ship. Or in anything? In, in anything. anything. Oh my god. That is such a... Ooh, okay. I mean, like, probably across my whole life, um, I'd have to go with um, Remus and Sirius from Harry Potter because they've been the longest-running one for me. But... I don't know, like, it changes depending on what the current yeah. obsession is, yeah, which for me that. right now is obviously Merlin. So. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a selfish shipper, so when, I, when I'm when i into a character, I don't want to ship them with anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so Remus is, like, my number one fictional husband, so I don't personally ship it, but I, I know why people yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, the second one was uh, favorite canon uh, queer character or ship. That would probably have to be um, Achilles and Patroclus from the Song yes. of Achilles. Nice. Yeah, I'm currently rereading it right now, and it's I'm just never not going to be absolutely. Are obsessed you okay? With them. Are, you, are you doing okay <laughs> <No>. emotionally? <laughs> Very much not. Oh um, no, no, it's fine. But I just, I just love the book so much. So I'm like, I have to. Yeah, I will never stop singing that book's praises. I love it so much. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really good. Okay, and then the last one is uh, favorite uh, gay crack ship. Oh, um, so ours was um, Uther and Gaius. If that's <laughs> giving you any kind of vein of what to go. For. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, hang on. Um, probably um, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, that's good. I don't even know if I count that as a crack ship. <laughs> Um, is it, is it so <laughs> Uther and Gaius is a good one, but that also like hurts me deep to my core. So. <laughs> Rewatch it with that in mind, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of that. They discuss swords a lot. They stand really uncomfortably close a lot. Um, don't, don't make me add that to the damn rewrite. <laughs> like, like going through the fic and being like, is Uther simping for the Gaius? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> yes, he is. Okay, that's the end of the uh, th- those questions. Yeah, uh, now yeah. you can do your your serious, <laughs> your serious question. Your serious questions. Right? Yeah. So I wanted to ask how you got into to Marlin because um, for me, I watched it when it was airing on the BBC because I, I grew up in England. Um, I'm not for me. You found it online, right? Yes. Yes. Um, so I was just wondering where your intro was because yeah, I actually like had quite a weird in- entry into it um Ooh. it does play on the abc well, it did when i was younger it was playing on the abc but i like never got into it much which is quite amusing now but i just was 
I was a Disney kid, so I was busy watching Disney Channel mm. and I just never got into it. Um, and then when I was about like, I would say 14, one of my friends tried to introduce me to it and I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. Not my thing. Uh, I actually, yeah. I watched the first episode and I was like, meh, and just moved on with my life. And like, a, not like, a year ago, um, it came up on Netflix, like 99% recommended. And I was like, ah, oh, what the hell? What's the worst that can happen? Like, <laughs> this will be a quick little watch. words later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's the worst that can happen. Right on. Yeah, but I just watched, like, basically Netflix was like, this is so far up your alley. It's insane. Why have you not watched this? I was like, all right. <laughs> it's Thank actually, you. it's kind of weird starting these, like, cult classics that are so so much part of people's childhoods really late in life Mm. that happened to me with Merlin that happened to me with Harry Potter I started all those things really late and it it feels like you've missed something in one way and then the other way it's like you have so many people telling you oh I I wish I were you I wish I could be reading this or watching this for the first time yeah Um, so yeah it's an interesting experience so many of my friends watched it growing up and so when I said that I was getting obsessed with it they were like wasn't that that show that was on the ABC when we were younger and I was like <laughs> yes but I didn't watch it then <laughs> so I'm just here now <laughs> um really late to the party <laughs> <laughs> I thought the fandom would be dead like no it is it is live and well it's yeah. still going. listen you can't do worse than uh me who got obsessed with lost in 2020 <laughs> yeah right that that must be rough (laughs) that was rough I had to explain to all my friends no I swear it's not as bad as people make it out to be it got a bad rap online but it's actually good I haven't actually um re-watched the final season except for like the odd episode since it aired because it was so scarring Um, (laughs) next question so what made you decide to rewrite the uh, the whole show because that is a very major undertaking um, and I feel like yeah. it was quite a, a a big decision so what made you decide <laughs> to do that? It, it was I actually was like determined that I wouldn't be the one to write it I was like mm. no I'm not doing this I was what like really early into my watching I would say like season one I think it was like Lancelot like it was episode five really early I was watching it and I was like damn this is just like so gay isn't it like it really it wouldn't be that hard to make it actually gay and I was like this fandom has been alive for ages this family fandom has been up and running for so long someone's got to have written it and like people had written episode rewrites or like uh canon divergence things but none of it was like exactly what I was looking for um and so I just started thinking about it and then I started thinking about it a little too much. And then I was like, okay, what if I just like, what if I just made a plan? And it just spiraled on and on. And yeah, it's been, and then I've ended up here, basically. Um, I told so many of my friends, don't let me write this. Whatever you do, this is your job. You're not allowed to let me write this because it'll take yeah. over my life. And they all let me down. You. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they all were like, "As if I could see how excited you were getting about this, and like tell you no." So they all let me, but that's fine, I guess. <laughs> I'm sure you can um, forgive them. I can forgive yeah. them. It has been. Great. This is like when Drew's like, "Don't let me start another project," and we're like, "As if you'll let us stop you." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> my original, I was like, it's going to be 400,000 words. And I already was like, that's a lot. Um, and it is, it is going to be so much more than that. Um, so <laughs> it's continuing to just get way out of hand, but that's okay. If it makes you happy, then just keep at it. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna keep at it. Don't worry. Thank I've you. got so many Thank people you. who are like, if you stop writing this, I swear to God, like, no, <laughs> I'm gonna finish. <laughs> make, make sure you are taking time to rest and recover. Um, yeah, you seem yeah. to have like a good sort of because uh, you only post every three weeks, right? Uh, every two weeks now, but yeah, every two yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. So make sure you're resting and recovering. So, it's a big undertaking. Yes, I am, and it's and like it gives me so much joy. So it's like quite relaxing for me to write it, mm. which is surprising to people, but I do find it like actually fun. So it's not like a chore to me to write it. Yeah, that's great to hear. <laughs> Otherwise, God, I would be doing so much if it was not fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Next question: Who is your favorite character on the show? <laughs> uh, Arthur. Um, yeah, which is a surprise to absolutely no one who knows me. I don't shut up about how much I love him. Uh, I just I latched onto Arthur so early, which spoiler alert, I was very aware of how like how it ends and the fact that he like yeah. dies. And so as I felt myself getting painfully attached, I was like, this is so bad. This is gonna go so badly, and it did. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I couldn't stop it. You don't you don't get to control these things. <laughs> You don't yeah. control where you hyperfixate. You don't. Yeah. Exactly. See, I'm really salty because I feel like Arthur's death is like sort of plot necessary, you know? But my favorite character is Gwen. And the fact that they just killed him off in the last oh, episode yeah, and they're talking no about how Gwen anything, yeah. it has yeah, no point. And I'm mean, like, did you have to do that? Point. Did you? Gwen no, got done dirty. Yeah. I yeah, agree I so much. Like, there was no need for that. Uh, like, I, I'm with you. At least Arthur's like, was for a reason I disagree fundamentally with it but at least it served a purpose yeah it all sense. the other nights yeah. that died I was like why <laughs> why you did this for what yeah you did but, this for what reason <laughs> but I do I love him so much he's my favorite character yeah um which comes through I think a lot why do you feel like you let Sean to Arthur so much um I think there's something about his like desperate need to please everybody um and also just how just like lovable and awkward he is like I understand he gets a lot of bad rap for being like an ass but which he is but like I it's just it's it's just a misunderstanding of like how he, he just can't express himself he's very emotionally stunted yeah and he just, he's so good. He's trying so hard all of the time to do the right thing. And I just, I love that about him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have very strong feelings. are more fun to watch. Right? I say as <laughs> someone who's into the sweet nerds, but like still, assholes are a lot of fun to watch. Wayne is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um, to be fair, you know, I have like the seminal, uh, by experience where I was into Gwen and Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would say Gwen does fall into the sweetener category. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. You're so right. <laughs> I, was, I was really into Merlin, um, so I ended up getting his exact haircut. And it was oh. not a look. <laughs> it was a time. <laughs> I feel like every episode we end up talking about your haircut. <laughs> I'm um yeah, it was a decision. I was going through it, man. <laughs> I was like, if I get the same. Does the haircut even suit him though? 
like no that's what i was saying <laughs> drew was like only him can pull him off, pull it off and i was like can he though <laughs> yeah like no. i adore him he doesn't really rock it <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean i think he's beautiful <laughs> On that note, um, <laughs> in a different vein, if you could have dinner with any of the characters, who would it be? It doesn't need to be your favourites, who you want to sit down and like have a dinner and a discussion with. No hesitation, Gwen. Yeah? I am in love with Gwen so much. I want to marry her. Arthur, step aside. I'm coming in for her hand in marriage. Um, if I could just spend even one evening with her, it would make my life. I love her. So it would be a romantic dinner, you know, it like would, candle. Yeah. Rose yeah. <laughs> petals like scattered she... everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just I just want to talk to her. I would simply just gaze lovingly at her and let her talk to me. <laughs> that's that's my ideal. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kinda of, it works out perfectly. Arthur can have Melon and I'll take Gwen. I think it's great. Actually, mate, I kinda of wanna ask you, who would you have dinner with? Well, see, I was wondering that, and and I just like your case for Gwen. Um, although I think Gwen would be fun to have dinner with. I think she'd just be a really good pal, even like, you know, even ignoring the fact that we're all in love with her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would be a really good friend and someone to talk to. Mm. She just seems like a great conversationalist. Yeah, 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 she'd be really good at talking. Final question before we get into the, the facts and figures of why Merlin and Arthur are gay. Uh, <laughs> how did you get into writing in general? Yeah, um, so I've been into writing since I was like 10 years old. Um, basically, like through one of the, you know, the creative writing classes they make you do in like primary school where mm-hmm. it's like, everybody write a story. I did that and I was like, I love this. I love this so much. And I set my sights on being an author, um, which is still my dream. Uh, and then I got into fan fiction when I was, I think, about 15 or 16. Um, early fix, we don't talk about them. Um, no, they're all everyone gone has those awkward early fix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, I've been through a bunch of fandoms since then, uh, mm. like Voltron um it quality founders and yeah really good fun to be in (laughs) yeah totally didn't break my heart it's fine not at all (laughs) no no I'm so over that and fine with it (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um yeah that's that's basically it yeah this is kind of I've always been a small little writer in fandoms just like floating along in the background until now I guess um Mm. which is really cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's yeah Awesome. <laughs> Actually, can I can I go back on my answer from earlier? Yeah, of course. Go for it. Um, I would have dinner with Gaius. I, <gasps> I think we would just <laughs> have cocktails and bitch, and it would be so. Oh fun. my god, he'd be so such true. a good like gossiper. He'd be so good. Yeah. Hear me out. Kilgara. I just want to gossip with Gaius. What did you say? Kilgara. Hear oh my out. god, yes. And he knows he everything about everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he would be so down to shit talk everyone. I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. It's too many good answers. Yeah. I mean, he's such a bastard anyway. Like, it's a great yeah. time. <laughs> New answer, the round table. We're done. Yeah. We Everybody's can just, there. Everyone awesome. sits there. You know what the round table needs, though, to make it even better? Mm-hmm. A lazy Susan. <laughs> so true. <laughs> 
I'll just one of those things at sushi restaurant that just yeah. yeah goes around and you pick up your sushi <laughs> except it's a medieval buffet yeah <laughs> sorry you made me smell my tea you got like an entire <laughs> pig all right so we're now gonna get into the case i have so many points so i'm gonna have to do like speed run of why they're gay um because i was i was writing up all the points this morning there is currently about 20 um and that's yeah. not that feels like a really really low like boundary Believe of how many points more. there should actually be <laughs> So let's give a, a quick summary of Merlin, in case anyone doesn't know. Um, so it is set in the ancient city of Camelot. Merlin finds himself as a ma- the, as the manservant to a pompous and arrogant Prince Arthur. If that wasn't troublesome enough, Merlin has also been born with magical powers, and Arthur is son of the man who has vowed to execute all magicians and eradicate all magic. Merlin must protect Arthur, using his magic to do so, but things keep wanting to kill the prince, and over the years, their relationship blossoms into that of the closest of friends, or maybe even more than friends. So, there is no rhyme or order to uh, my points. I've just been going through and like trying to gather as much information as possible and then spew it out to you guys. Um, mm-hmm. So, we have a number of quotes from multiple people, including Uther, including um, Haneth, including Gaius, including basically everybody around Merlin and Arthur. Um, based o- along the lines of, you're very loyal to Arthur, and Merlin being like, oh, I'm on a servant. And then the other person being like, it's more than that. So this happens with Haneth, <laughs> this happens with Uther. Um, like, where is it? Uther says something along the lines of, um, you care a great deal for Arthur and um, Merlin's like, oh, yeah, I'm his servant. And Uther's like, it's more than that. So even the homophobic king sees it. <laughs> Beyond the line of duty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> that uh, mentions it in the episode where they go back to um, Merlin's hometown. Um, I mean, that episode is very like, Arthur loves you. And everyone's trying to tell him that Arthur loves him. Even if at that point it's not romantic and it's just completely platonic. But, mm. <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone around Merlin is basically like, Arthur is super loyal to you. He really cares for you. He really looks out for you. Um, and his affection for you goes beyond any other servant. And in the same sort of vein with his relationship with Gwen, a lot of the times people will say something along the lines of, oh, he cares for you more than a servant to Gwen in the hint that Gwen and Arthur are in love. And the exact same lines are used when talking about Merlin, being like, oh, he cares for you more than a servant to Merlin. So basically, Arthur is by icon and is in love with both Gwen and, <laughs> Gwen and Merlin. Right, we're going to get in there hard with the, the emotionally damaging parts of the final episode where Arthur just asks Merlin to hold him when he's dying and that breaks my heart i'm sorry (laughs) like that whole scene where he's just like oh just hold me and then he's like thank oh my god (sighs) i had to rewatch it too for my research and i've just been sat here crying whilst doing my 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 job um Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't think i'm gonna be able to rewatch that one i've yeah, no, I've not rewatched the whole episode since it came out 10 years ago. Um, and I'm not sure I can either. <laughs> it's just, it's so damaging. Yeah. 
ruined a lot of Christmases. Yes. <laughs> Every Christmas since. <laughs> Every Christmas Eve, I'm just thinking, you know. Um, right. So I'm trying to narrow down which one I'll go for next. Um... Here's one. Arthur doesn't notice when his wife is possessed by Morgana for weeks and is trying to kill him, but he does notice that Merlin doesn't smile for three days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is a little little sus there, Arthur. Um, like, your mm. wife, you know, the person you love and have, like, you, you, know, you spend every ounce of your waking day with, aside from Merlin, is possessed and is very obviously trying to kill you and is not acting right. But then Merlin doesn't smile and he's like, oh my god. Is everything okay? What is going on? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> What's Talk happening? To me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Merlin always wakes Arthur up with a different, like, good morning, sweetheart, or like, apple of my eye kind of things, everyone, which I just think is really cute. Um, the scene where Gwen walks in on Arthur as he's about to get into the bath and Arthur just walks out butt naked and his first thing is you're not Merlin um, so it is it's a bit spicy but it is canon they have definitely seen each other naked um, maybe a little bit more I don't know uh, he just so affronted that like Gwen was there when instead of Merlin um, and I know like the servants but like I don't know it's still it's a little it's a little something it's a little it's a little you know <laughs> right this one is at the end of season one and i think this is merlin being very dramatic where he says i'm happy to be your servant until the day i die bestie you've been working for this man for like six months uh, <laughs> i'm sorry but no job is worth that like there is some other reason you're like oh yeah yeah i'm gonna die for this man i'm gonna die working for this man it's a job don't let capitalism get you like that my guy um but for some reason he's like you know what yeah yeah i would die for this man i just really really like my job i don't think that's it my love yeah. um i'll have you for breakfast that's a line that arthur says <laughs> enough said um, um context i don't remember the context <laughs> the context um, doesn't help <laughs> uh merlin is like, oh, are you grumpy? You've not had your breakfast. And then Arthur's like, I'll have you for breakfast. There we go. Yeah, that doesn't no. help. <laughs> yeah. It makes <laughs> no less gay. Yeah, no. Agreed. <laughs> um, he tells Gwen, whilst on a date with Gwen, um, <laughs> that he dreams of running away to a little farm with Merlin. <laughs> yeah I'm never gonna understand that scene I literally this is the scene I was like most recently writing and re-watching it I was like no literally what 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 heterosexual explanation is there for that yeah who talks about it's like oh they're literally it's like the medieval like equivalent of opening a BNB in Vermont or something <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're on a date with someone and you're like you know my like best friend. I want to run away with him. <laughs> you know you're not in the picture. I have. He doesn't mention. He Gwen didn't even mention. All, Gwen. He, he wasn't like, oh yeah, you. Can't yeah. Make 
you know, he'd be like tending the fields or like picking some flowers. He was like, no, Merlin's there and me. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even like, we'll run away together. Oh, and obviously we'll take Merlin to do the hard work. He's like, I will run away on my own. <laughs> and I'll bring Merlin with me. Yeah. Like, sir. Bestie. <laughs> that, is, that is very queer. Um... <laughs> Arthur gets really jealous when he doesn't get flowers, even though Morgana has gotten flowers from Merlin. Um, so there's, see, I think Morgana's sick, um, and Merlin gives her flowers to cheer her up. And Arthur spends quite a while being affronted that he didn't get his own flowers. He tries to make it jokey, but you know how like <laughs> you make it jokey he's when the person you have a crush on. Yeah, he's like, "Where, where are my flowers? I thought you were putting them everywhere." Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, I'm reading through my notes. Pat out the airtime. Um, the unicorn episode on the beach with the the two goblets, where again, these two boys have only known each other for like less than a year, and they're already like, "I will die for you. I will literally drink poison for you." I mean, no, actually, I will no, die for you. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's my turn to drink the poison. Um, so yeah just on I, the um dying for each other note i counted how many times they attempt to die for each other hang on i'll find oh god. it I'm so like, i literally counted as i was watching because really early on i was like you guys are like desperate to die for each other this is like do you guys need help this is concerning at this point <laughs> so this is specifically like they're willing to die for each other not like saving each other's as in they try to die for each other. So Arthur does it nine times and Merlin does it twenty times. Twenty times. Yeah. You're you're fucking He's with like, me. I'm not. That is genuine. That's 20 an times entire season attempts. with every single episode him trying to die from that. It's more than that, because it's only thirteen episodes per season. That's two seasons of Merlin trying to die for up. Fuck yeah. me. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even to get into the amount of times they save each other's life, because that's a whole other... Yeah. What is... 20 what? times. You know what? Love makes people stupid. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Um Poison Chalice episode, enough said. Uh, <laughs> look, even when I was watching that as a kid, I was like, this is kind of... kind of saucy. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he being so like, Ugh, you know, when he's calling out his name? I'll move on from that. Uh... <laughs> Every time Malin is about to confess his magic to Arthur, the scene feels very much like he's about to confess his love. There's a lot of um looking at lips or staring into each other's eyes for a very very long time very intensely um <clears throat> and like this happens probably like three times a season where Merlin's about to confess his magic and they're like yeah. staring at each other and they're like and then he makes a joke um and I feel you know as a little closeted gay guy that's probably quite similar to how that feels <laughs> every one of those scenes gives the vibes of are we about to kiss right yeah. now? Yeah, we are. All right, let's keep, na- I'm going to narrow down some of them because they're sort of, the, the number of like things that I've put in 
there's so many that kind of just repeat the same sort of scene dynamic whether it is confessing magic or dying for one another or like you know I want to protect you till the day I die so I'm trying to cut out the the repeats but I that kind of makes the point a little bit more actually <laughs> <laughs> there's so many that you have to cut it down yeah um that's what I'm trying to find an original one <laughs> um when Merlin is injured and he like makes the rocks fall so Arthur can escape and he gets kidnapped by Morgana again Merlin tries to die for Arthur um mm-hmm. when Arthur tells Merlin that no man is worth his tears and then um Merlin cries really bad for Arthur at the end of season five. There we go. Yeah. That's, that's my final point. So <laughs> you didn't even mention the soulmates thing. I feel like we don't really need the soulmates thing at this point. <laughs> even without True. all of that. But yeah, they're they're, 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 they're like destiny you, soulmates, you I guess. <laughs> A whole argument without even like the two sides of the same coin, the future that you will share together. Yeah. Stuff really says a lot, I think. They're just gonna get married, <laughs> live in a farm, yeah. and yeah. Run away together. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Arthur. <laughs> all right. So that is all of my arguments. We're now moving on to May and TJ responds and host discussions about my points. Um, I feel like I don't know. Do you have any counter arguments you want to suggest? <laughs> oh yeah, I, 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 I don't even straight. want to try at this point. Like <laughs> there are no counter arguments. As if I could be writing what I'm writing and try to argue that they're not gay and in love with each other. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the... Okay, I'll try. I try and be the devil's advocate. But what if it's just a beautiful friendship? <laughs> it doesn't explain how camp the show is. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be like a really strong friendship, but um, no, it's not. It can't. No, sorry. No. <laughs> there is no heterosexual explanation for half the things that they do. Yeah. It I was could barely be. trying there. Yeah. But then why are they in love with each other? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I feel like there's no it, really argument we could go for this. No, not no. really. It's just how like it's it's just set up so well that it's like what how could it be anything else? Like they're just quite clearly in love with each other. Mm-hmm. The I guess the kind of argument people do bring up is Gwen. Um yeah, but that's dumb. Like, we had the same discussion when we were talking about Anne of Green Gables. Like, bisexual people exist. Mm. End of arguments. <laughs> yeah. You can love multiple like, people. Polyamory's a thing, so. Yeah. I love I love Gwen and Arthur. They're very cute, but they did not have the level of chemistry um, that Merlin and Arthur were showing for each other. So, mm. yeah. Um, I just, yeah. But that's always that is the way that people that have to bring it up because that is the the one argument that is brought forward. Yeah, exactly. The response to that is Arthur has two hands. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad about. I mean, I I tried very hard to include Morgana and Gwen in my um mm. fic because I love them, but I couldn't do it to Gwen. Because <laughs> I feel yeah, it's very like would break her heart. Even more than yeah, yeah. It's like it's painful enough to have her best friend do that. Like, 
let's not let's not have them in love with each other. That's just painful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a, a problem that we've come across while writing adaptations of texts is like, okay, if things or if bad things originally happened to those characters, um, is it worse to make them gay? Because then like it's more bad things happening to gay people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's always kind of a You were struggling yeah. that with with Murray Mysteries because you didn't want to like do the bury your gays yeah. trope. But the way we solved it was everybody's gay, so it's not bury everybody's <laughs> gay. <laughs> Perfect. Love the solution. So uh, we're moving on to Canon Corner, where we will bring, uh, if you can, it's just okay if not, a uh, recommendation of a canon queer story within the same vein of Merlin, whether it be um, like Seven and, and King or whether it be like Enemies to Lovers, just something that sort of feels a little bit familiar. Um, and then also I wanted to plug TJ's Once of Future Kings on AO3. It's very good. Please go read it. Uh, it's canon queer. <laughs> Fandom canon queer? Fandom queer? But my canon corner suggestion will be Gideon the Knife, um, which is from the Locked Tomb trilogy. Uh, it's enemies to lovers. It has the same kind of soft magic vibes where there's magic, but it doesn't really like go hardcore into um, how everything works, like a, like a Brandon Sanderson story. But it's very focused on the character relationships as opposed to... Um, like, massive i don't know i've only read the first book so maybe the next few ones go into like massive political intrigue but the first one was just fun and camp and it was just a bunch of lesbians having a good time um <laughs> eating each other and then loving i've heard good things yeah sounds like my kind of thing to be honest <laughs> it's very good um it's like space fantasy so if you're if you're a star wars fan i think you probably would like it um nice. yeah it, it's, it's like, on my list so. it's, it is i would recommend um also last week i recommended because we also talked about Merlin, um, Priory of the Orange Tree, because it has a, a servant who has magic powers and they have to hide it, and, and, and a king, oh, actually mm-hmm. it's the queen in the book, um, who like hates magic and then they, they fall in love and it's very romantic and then there's a magic reveal, but they still like each other. So yeah, <laughs> those are my very canon nice. recommendations. It's a little like, it, it's within the same vein in terms of the kind of like rivals to lovers, like we kind of have mm. to work together thing, but it doesn't have the magic element. Um, okay. It's a book called The Queer Principles of Kit Webb. Um, very cheesy, uh, but it's really cute. I don't know. It was just a fun read. Nothing. Um, yeah, just a bit of just it's just a bit of like fun. It's nothing like too intense by Cat Sebastian. It's a just a cute book about um, an aristocrat. Um, who has to team up with a highway, an ex-highwayman uh, to try to take down his father. So it's kind of got those like um, different class uh, relationships that like mm. no one and other have and also the um, banter that I constantly strive for in all things that I like. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. I don't have one that fits perfectly because I don't consume that much of that kind of medieval media, although it doesn't have to be. Uh, I think I'm just going to fit this to my desires and go, hmm, queer adaptation, uh, because obviously Merlin is an adaptation of of Arthurian legend, so uh, Murray Mysteries. (laughs) Listen to Murray Mysteries. Perfect. It has a really great cast, especially like, the, the the main voice for the Mina. I think she's really cool. Yeah, that's true. Really cool. Yeah. 
such a good voice actor (laughs) so talented thank you thank you very much um yeah please listen to my roasters it's it's good fun uh but it does have spoilers for dracula daily if if that's a a worry on that note i think we are done um thank you so much for joining us tj it's been absolutely wonderful hearing everything you had to say and (laughs) Yeah, it's been lovely. Shit about Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you're you're our first guest that isn't like already a, a friend of the pod. Um, so yeah, it's it's I'm great. Thank you for broadening having me. our horizons. <laughs> awesome. Um, on that note, stay queer. Stay queer. This podcast is a no storytelling production. It is produced and edited by me, Tudek, and hosted by Drew Frankie Victory and me, Tudek. If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow notes on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening!